Assalamu alaikum Just before we begin, if you support the Young Smirks podcast and you want to help support the channel, please go to the Patreon below and support us monthly so we can keep up with the shows. We've got lots of content coming up. We're going to have special content specifically for the Patreons as well as a new series on Hijra, inshallah. So please go to the Patreon below and support the podcast. Assalamu alaikum it's the Young Smirks podcast. It's me, John Fontaine, and I'm with two very good brothers. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Omar And Rashid Yaqub. All the way in the Gambia. Alhamdulillah. And uh, I, I first came to Gambia. 17 years ago, um, you know, before I was a Muslim, it's kind of the place I kind of started looking into Islam, the Gambia, Senegal, Sierra Leone. And um, so, what are you guys doing here? How did you end up in the Gambia? Because I know you're from the States first. and you're he, from... He came first, so I yeah? should talk first, I think so. <laughs> yeah, he came first. So let me precede you. Alhamdulillah, bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. I first came here about a little bit over five years now, alhamdulillah. And after I was, it was a period after I left Egypt, I was looking for another place to go. And I remember um, Sheikh Zaid, his name came to me now, uh, was telling me about some land that he had in Gambia. He was one of the first, he was the first African, African-American that I had spoken to that actually had land in Gambia. I was like, you have land in Gambia? So this, interesting you know hmm. and I remember we were in rehab in rehab in Egypt he was telling us about this and that planted the first seed hmm. uh, then I spoke to another brother regarding um, Gambia and he was telling me that and he was somebody I knew from Egypt hmm. he was telling me that you would feel similar to the environment would feel similar to you hmm. uh, like the environment of Egypt but yeah you know, he was mentioning that you know it's a little bit more common. Mm. You know, the environment is a little more common, uh, much more common. That was the second seed planted, and the last seed that was planted, I spoke to um, Uncle Abdurrahman. Mm-hmm. He was telling me that, he was telling me a number number of things regarding Gambia and the charity that he was running here at the time. I said, you know what, I'm coming here to visit. Mm. Ended up coming here to visit, and ended up ended up staying. I haven't back, been back, to, actually haven't been back to the U.S. since I've been here. Yeah, not one time even to visit. Um, <laughs> maybe some people were saying, you know, I should go there and visit. But alhamdulillah, my mom comes here all the time. She's just going on, on her third time coming here. She likes it, yeah? Yeah. She loves Gambia. So that makes it a whole lot easier for me. Um, still, I still have a lot of family that I would love to visit. And my dad is there. Um, but... Gambia is, mashallah, mm. Gambia is a beautiful place. I remember yeah. actually, after I got off the plane, that same night, I got off the plane, I went in front of our school, our Quran, our, our girls' Quran school, where Abdurrahman's place is, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm at home. This is my home. Mashallah. I remember saying, I said, mashallah. I'm at home. You know, that's Sakina. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that, that, I felt this was my home. Mm-hmm. Like I was returning back yeah. to a place that perhaps even my mm. ancestors were. Yeah. 
You know, that's that's the that's the immediate feeling. Mashallah. I felt a direct connection Alhamdulillah, being that as a Muslim country made it all the better to me. Yeah. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. So just so that's the thing. I mean, you, we're all converts to Islam. That's yeah? right. Yeah. That's we, right. we accepted yeah. Islam at some point. And being from the West, we don't have an immediate back home. Yeah. You know, people are like, you know, I don't have a back home. My back home is England, right? Exactly. I don't have like a Muslim back home. Yes. You know, but for you, you felt an actual connection. Immediate connection. SubhanAllah. Immediate connection. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Yeah. Immediate connection with Gambia. Mm. You know, it's just, I just felt at ease, man. Mm. I didn't feel that I have to be in a place where, and I mean, everybody, even one brother that just got here, he's only been here about a week. He came from a close, a, a, a place close to Chicago. Mm. And he said immediately when he came here, that pressure of the environment, of that yeah. crime, of the violence, all of that was removed. Once right. he came here and that, you know, you just feel that easy. Very man. safe. You know, very but, safe environment. You know, people have a lot of stereotypes when it comes to Africa. They think it's yes. dangerous. They see these videos online and, it's true, yeah. and poverty it's and crime and, you know, war and famine. And, exactly. and it's not like that everywhere, like you know. And all. in fact, it's not many people, not many places are like that, actually. You yeah, know, unless there's war or famine, you know, most places in Africa, you know, they're poor, you yes, know, they're struggling. Yes. But there's a lot of benefits as well. So many benefits. You know, we have so many issues in, in, in the West, you know. And we'll get on to that, inshallah. Yes. But Rashid, you, um, you also accepted Islam. Yes. And uh, how long have you been a Muslim now? 17 years. Wow. Yeah. Inshallah. Yeah. So what was your... Why did you uh, come to Gambia? Well, um, 2016, I was in Hajj, mm. alhamdulillah. And I read a book called Hijra while I was in Mina in the tents. Mm. And I got to like halfway through the book and I just said, wow, we, cause I, I was a youth worker in England and an Islamic youth worker as well afterwards. So I always knew that there was so much issues in the community. And when I started reading about Hijra, I realized that a lot of these issues would just go away if we just around good Muslims. <laughs> so I decided that, and I came to the conclusion I have to leave. Now, I visited Saudi, I visited Kuwait, I visited um, Turkey. I went and done a CELTA course to teach English just so I could go abroad. And one uncle, uh, our uncle, as we said, Uncle Abdurrahman, he was always inviting us from South London. Mm. And he was always inviting us and saying, come to Gambia, come to Gambia. I've got land, I'll give you land for free. Mm. And I was like, you know what, I made a promise. And one thing I do, when I say I'm coming somewhere, I'll go. Mm. So when I got to Gambia, it was a seven day holiday. I intended it just to fulfill my promise. It wasn't even, cause I didn't think, I didn't know much about Gambia. Mm. I knew much about, I like Morocco and I still do. When I got to Gambia, couldn't believe there was a place like this. The, the rent straight away, the rent was uh, 900 pounds for the year. For the whole year? For the whole year. <laughs> I said, this is my rent in England. Yeah, for one month. <laughs> yeah, one month. so yeah. I ended up, did I pay? I can't remember if I paid the year straight away. Coconuts were dropping off trees. Mangoes were just dropping off trees. <laughs> I've never had the salam so much in my life from everyone. When the policeman salamed me, on the, on the third day, the police was saying "Salamu alaikum." That that confused me. I did. I'm from South London. That doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. His salam 
was so powerful, it was as if I was the police. <laughs> so so that's that 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 was another tick box. Yeah. The way people was helping him. Oh brother, you want a coconut? It's I'll wild. get it for you. Do you remember that day? The man climbed on another man's shoulders and got the coconut and gave it to us. <laughs> wow. And, and I mean we've experienced so many things like that, man. I was confused. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, Is there and then when the people was um so I started walking down the road and people was making eye contact with me. And they always would like, you know, if you make eye contact with people eating food, mm. they kind of force you to come mm. and eat. I'm not used to sharing uh, bowls in yeah, where yeah. you start on plates in England, fork yeah. and spoon. And they forced me to come and eat and I ate with them and I saw how nice it felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to say. <laughs> I became addicted to eating with the people. Yeah, in the same the bowl, yeah. With the bowl with the family. It's amazing. When I got back to England. I tried to implement that in my home and we tried and it was nice. We, we start yeah. on the floor and together as a family. And I just fell in love with the place and I never mm. knew you could be a Muslim and have an easy, mm. easy Islam. Yeah, yeah. So that's what convinced me. Came back after a month, tied up my loose ends in England and kept coming back and forth. And now I'm trying to settle and build and yeah. Inshallah. So you know, I'm getting a lot of requests for like um, pro to do videos on about Hijra because I try I've travelled a lot of the world, so people are interested. You know, what opportunities are out there? You know, I know you've you're both well travelled, Mashallah. You've travelled to a few different places, So, um, but I want to speak specifically about Gambia. So, if someone was to move here, like what what are they looking at really in terms of? You know what opportunities for like how much does it cost to rent property? You know what style of property is it? Is it, is it big? Does it have a garden? You know, uh, you know, like even buying property. Also, like education for children, learning Arabic maybe, learning Islam, studying Islam. You know what does this? What does Gambia have to offer in this sense? Well, that one of you. Um, I'll deal with the rent, and you deal with the education part. <laughs> so rent. The low end now, yeah. it's gone a bit, um, it's raised the price since I last came, but the low end now is about £100 a month and you have to pay at least six months. Yeah. So you so for the year, £1,200. Mm. High end, that's for a two-bedroom apartment, Yeah. unfurnished. And it's comfortable. It's comfortable. And it's as comfortable as you make it with mm. your furniture. Mm. And then high end, maybe like four-bedroom compound, your own villa is what 2400 for the year so double mm. max you're paying is 2500 pounds for the mm. year isn't it you could mean it depends on the area as well oh, yeah. you can go a bit higher than that like um at one of the places brother abdullah had in the past i mean he had like this huge Mm. R. Kelly type of place man yes. <laughs> i mean um basically this place was like mansion <laughs> Basically. Yeah, it was more like four, four thousand for the whole year. But still, okay. whatever you want. Prepare, this I mean, this yes. place was huge, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was a huge place. I mean, literally three or four families could have fit in that place. Yeah. Wow. And it was for like, it was like four grand for the whole year. Mm. Something around that amount. Yeah. You can, you can, like Rashid mentioned, you can find what you're looking for. You yeah. Know? You can find yeah. what you're looking for here. And it depends upon whatever your budget your status, is, whatever yeah. your budget is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you should be able yeah. to find something for what you. you know, How what about you utilities like bills, stuff like that? What we're looking at, you know, like for a month. So basically, me yeah. mm. in my two-bedroom apartment, I pay five pound for the whole month. 
and we don't use the fridge much in my house. Um, but when I had a brother staying with me, brothers always come and stay in my house. So one brother, he, he always needs the fridge. It's recently, he's kept putting on the fridge. It went to £10 a month. <laughs> so, yeah. Fridge. For your electric? Fridge, air condition, takes our electricity. Because we out takeaway every day and, you know, get cold drinks at the shop downstairs because there's shops connected to your compounds. Yeah. But around 5 to £10. Yeah. A month. Yes. Uh, Wi-Fi is expensive, isn't it? Yeah, Wi-Fi is expensive. Yeah, and what's yeah. the connection like? Because a lot of a lot of people now who are considering Hitra, Wi-Fi is actually a big deal. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, I mean, they internet, need a good connection, need a solid connection. Because I deal with internet a lot here. Mm. Internet is, um, I would say, internet is expensive, and depending on like 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 what Rashid is saying, depending on how you use your electric, electric can get expensive as well, depending on how you use it. Mm. Like. If you're using a person that using, especially during the rainy season where it's a lot hotter, if you're using a lot of uh, ACs, then it's going to be a bit, bit more expensive. Yeah. Maybe like forty pound a month. You understand? Yeah, yeah. You can, you yeah. you can have some. You know, mm. you can be able to run your ACs and stuff yeah. like that, mm. or a little bit more, depending on how many children you have, rooms, etc. Mm. But um, yeah. the internet. Mm. Like NetPage, for example, um, NetPage. I would say they're the, they're the, yeah, they're, but it seems like the packages I researched, especially more recently, seem like they're the, they're, they're the least expensive. Mm -hmm. um, because I remember we were getting, I was paying like 4000 a month, Dallas's, mm -hmm. which is around $80, $70, 80 yeah, about 70 pounds a month. And that was for 20 gigabytes, 20 megabytes oh. speed. Oh, wow. 20 megabyte mm -hmm. speed, which How is very gigs? good for Gambia. Yeah, and how many gigs? Very you, good. Is that unlimited or? It's unlimited. Yeah. Okay. Unlimited. Yeah. So you can get, and they had speeds up to a hundred megabytes. If you have money, you can get those strong speeds. Yeah. If you have the money, you can get it. But the internet is a little bit more expensive yeah. compared to to mm. America or mm. or uh, UK. I've noticed mm. that. That's one thing. So of course, of, most people, things, yeah. you know, um, who are thinking of considering Hijra, you know, they have concern about their Islam. Yeah. Their their own Islam. Uh, also, their children's upbringing. So, Islamically, what does Gambia have to offer? You know, is there like institutes where we can learn Arabic, uh, learn Quran, learn you know things like that? One thing was 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 beautiful about Gambia. We can say Alhamdulillah for that. There's madrasas everywhere, mm. where people people are becoming more conscious of the religion of Islam every day here. Even though it's predominantly ninety, it's ninety five percent. However, you find, you know, some people not really knowing their religion. Mm. But there are so many madrasas here popping up every day. Mm. And madrasas that have been around for a long time that go up to uh, the high school level. Mm. And then you have the Islamic University here, mm. um, which uh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, uh, Ibn Wahsan, he's one of the people that, from my understanding, that helped uh, open the jamia here. Jamia yes. Hassan here in the Gambia, which is which is amazing. And then you have a Jamia here that is uh, only for women, mm. for example, where you have many Shiuch there that have graduates mm. from Medina, Ibn Saud, different places mm. from around the Muslim world. So Sudan, is it possible Sudan, for Sudan. foreigners like us Absolutely. to join that? Yeah. You mm. know the thing is, is for the for these two Jamias, for 
especially the new fees, mm -hmm. it's a bit expensive for the average for the average gambler. Mm -hmm. But compared to what we used to spend in the West, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like five hundred five hundred dollars for the whole yeah. year. Yeah. Five hundred dollars for the whole year, man, for yeah. for a jamia. So yeah, that's good. That's that's yeah. very inexpensive. Yeah. yeah, you can't find that anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so from that perspective, it's very inexpensive. And even the Islamic madrasas mm. that go up to the age of high school mm. is predominantly is very inexpensive. Yeah. And many of them, um, they're teaching in all Arabic. Mm. So many of the students here, which is shocking, one brother mentioned the same thing that he mentioned to me that. He's able to practice his Arabic here more than he was able to practice it in some Arab countries. Mm -hmm. wow. You understand? Yeah. So you have the ability to do yeah. that. Alhamdulillah. And generally the people on the street, they speak in English, right? You don't have a problem communicating with yes, the locals. Generally, I would say, I would say, I would say, man, 85% yeah. people, you can communi communicate very easily yeah. with them in English. Yeah. yeah. And, and for those, for people that are... Uh, you know, uh, that are really practicing their deen here, yeah. their religion, um, and they want to, if they went to the madrasa, you will find that they speak, some of, many of them speak Arabic fluently, especially the males, they speak Arabic fluently, mm. and you'll be able to speak with them in Arabic if you know Arabic as yeah. well. Mm. So if you know English, yeah. Arabic, because some of them can't speak English. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned that. Some of them can't speak English. They're now starting to implement that more mm. where they're, they're teaching English inside of Madrasa as well, along with Arabic, so they can be, yeah. uh, you know, they can be more versatile yeah. because it's it's the official language of Gambia, yeah. so they should know they yeah. should know English. What about residency? Is it easy to get residency? Have oh, you had any issues? Man. Oh, that's, that's very easy. easy yeah. Well, and that's one of the beauties of Gambia. Work? You would say out of all the places you've probably been, this is the easiest country to enter, the easiest Muslim country to come and stay. Yeah. How does it work? How? I know, I know it's basically it's visa free to enter, right? I'll let you take that one. Yeah, yeah it's easy. Um, Very easy. Basically, 100 pounds, mm. you pay that, and then um, sometimes you just wait in a queue, a long queue for the day or a few hours if you get there early. 100 pounds give you a driver's license, your residency, and your card that you can do business and work with. And I think sometimes you just show them your passport and your driving license, and then they just convert it. You'll come back in about two weeks. They give you a receipt. In two weeks, you have it for the whole year. It lasts from January the first to December the thirty-first. So if you pay that hundred on November, it will only last a month. And in January, everyone's got to renew again. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. After seven years, I think, depending on your marriage situation, uh, up to fifteen years, they'll give you Gambian, Gambian full-time. Residency. Residency, okay. Like trying, people are fighting to, to lessen that. Inshallah. Mm. Very easy. They they even if you did get caught by immigration and you go to the airport, you pay a small fine and they say just like if you'd overstayed or yeah, something. They're not, really, they're not rigid on that. Sim similar all, to Egypt in that yeah. sense. It's yeah, very nice. It's like yeah. a I would say yeah. Egypt is more way much more yeah. rigid in that area right there. Yeah. You know? Whereas I haven't seen that mm. that type of rigidness here. Mm. You know? So you both traveled quite well. So what other countries? I mean, why? Why? What? What made you choose Gambia over other countries? Good question. I'll go. Hmm. I've been to Morocco, Egypt, Turkey, Kuwait, Saudi, Shabbat. Dubai, UAE. Sorry, Gambia. And in a nutshell, it's the ease. 
the ease of living, the ease of Islam, the ease of rent. When I paid that rent for the year, it's like it's like half my stress went away. Like your whole stress goes away. And I realize that's why in England, I think sometimes a lot of us are stressed because it's the system, the pressure of the bills. So a wife and husband or friends might argue or families always arguing over small things. When here you've paid your bills, you just need to worry about food and everyone shares food here, literally. Everyone shares food here, so yeah, yeah. the love, the love of the people, and and uh, um, I'll give you a hadith. What we all know, but I only felt it when I got here. The Prophet mm. said, "If you wish to increase in love between the people, spread the salam." Mm. And here you can salam everyone. You get on the bus, everyone gives you salam, mm. and it's like you just fall in love with the place. Yeah. So, oh, what type of what what activities do you do with your family? Yeah, you, you know, you have families, children. You know, what kind of things do you do with them apart from, you know, studying, teaching and things? Is it, you know, you got beaches here, you got activities? One, one of the things I will say that, and this is probably one of the things you can, you can say that some of us can come here and try to implement more of that. Um, you have playgrounds here, you have places such as like Q City where they've structured areas for, you know, for families to come and relax. Mm. children to come to play you have the beaches here of course mm. where you can take and you even have areas where the beaches you is secluded so you can take your family there and have picnics and stuff like that there mm -hmm. but i would say um that's one thing that some brothers like us some brothers that are entrepreneurs can come and actually bring that mm. to the gambia even more so where they have more activities mm. for the children i would like to see some of those activities like um that's one beautiful thing about the UAE, for example. It's mm. very family-oriented. Mm. I've, I've heard this about uh, mm. Malaysia as well. Yeah. A lot of activities for the children as well as areas in Saudi Very family-oriented. Um, mm. So I would say, you know, that's one area. It could We, we could improve it, inshallah. Yeah. Could improve that area, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But the children here, mashallah, I mean, generally speaking, they, they're playing football. Yeah. They, they're disenjoying, mashallah. Yeah. They're playing football every day. Um, there's football pitches everywhere, even in this area right here. So children just generally, uh, they have, they're very creative in, in how they play. Mm -hmm. But definitely, definitely, there's always room for improvement. Now I want to, I want to speak a bit about your motivations for doing hijra and actually leaving the states. You were just explaining to me, yes, how it was living in the states and. I mean, you can. Yeah, go first. No, no. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. For me, coming out of the music industry, as you know, it was like when I came back, I, I made Hajj in 2009. And that was my first motivation. That was that was the one of the first things that helped me realize I have to leave America. Because literally when I made Hajj, when I was there, I didn't hear any music when I was in Saudi and that's when I realized, I said, I don't need music in my life. Mm. That's what helped me stop playing guitar and pianos. When I went there, when I made Hajj, I realized, I don't need music. Because I didn't hear it in the elevators. I don't know if they have it now. But yeah, yeah. At that time, I didn't hear it in the elevators. I didn't hear it outside. And it really helped me mm. tremendously. It helped me a whole lot, man. Mm. So when I came back to America, 
I remember I was in Trenton, New Jersey. I stopped off from New York. We were in Trenton, New Jersey. And I remember, I will never forget this. There was a woman there selling her body. So imagine I just mm. came from Hodge, making Hodge, mm. to see, go to an environment and see a woman now trying to sell her body. It was like taking a newborn baby and just throwing them in the cold. Literally, when I got back to America, I couldn't go out for like about two weeks. Mm -hmm. I was living in L.A. at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't go outside for about two weeks when I got back. It was very difficult. It was like from the masjid back home. It was very difficult. Mm. And so that was one of the things that triggered, you know, the thought, look, I have to leave here. And secondly, was the hadith of the Prophet when he spoke about the man that had killed 99 people. Mm-hmm. That hadith applied directly to me because I was a person in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And you remember what the scholar said to him mm-hmm. after he had killed his 100th person, mm-hmm. the Abid who told him, no, Allah will never forgive you. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, <laughs> let me take you out too. He killed him and then went to and found a person who was more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And the sheikh told him that, of course, Allah will forgive you. The door is, you know, the door of Toba is open. Mm-hmm. And he told him, he said, however, you need to leave the place that's causing you to kill. Mm-hmm. That place where you are is evil. Mm-hmm. You need to leave it. Yeah. So he ended up leaving. So that when I, that, when I saw that narration, that narration, I connected directly with that narration. Because where, where I was, if I had stayed in America and I didn't make Hijra to, to Egypt at the time, I probably would still be Allah knows best. I it would have been more it would have been more difficult for me to leave the music industry because I purposely moved to Egypt. Hmm. So that way if anyone called me, hmm. anyone phoned me and said, yo, we need you, we need you to come perform here. I literally said to them, yo, man, I'm way in Egypt. Hmm. I said, what you doing there? I said, I'm studying Arabic. So my nafs couldn't get in the way. Because yeah. I know I'm not going to get on a plane. <laughs> I'm not getting on a plane. To go. <laughs> I'm not going all the way over there to perform. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. I was that strong to hold it off. Mm-hmm. So Alhamdulillah, it made it a whole lot easier for me. Allah it made it a whole <laughs> lot more easier for me. You know, you Being t- in Egypt, I've told yeah. more, I, multiple people yeah. called me. I was like, nah, I'm in Egypt, man. I know you. Like, you in Egypt? What you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> Subhanallah. How about you, Rashid? There was there was so many factors, but similar. Yeah. And um, well, it was first when I went holiday. Mm. First I went Umrah. And when I came back from Umrah, I, I, I felt like Umrah, like sad. You know, I missed the Adhan. I went Turkey. I remember with my family. Oh, I missed it. the Adhan was so especially. loud. It like entered my heart. Yeah, and I felt like for amazing. The Adhan was the main thing. Yeah. And the honor, like we're Muslims. How was it that most converts the Adhan has something to do with it? It's the Adhan. Literally the Adhan. You know, the brother, you just reminded me of that, Rashid, because one brother told me, I will never forget this. He said it's not gonna hit you where you are. Mm. When you go there, you're not gonna realize where you are. It's not gonna hit you until Mm. you hear the Adhan. And I heard the Adhan out loud, it felt like the world was spinning around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just saw shops closing around yeah, me. Yeah. 
right in Mecca. So all the shops closing. I'm like, Spada, what's going on here? That got me. I was, I was a non-Muslim. It was, it was, it was, it was. Really I was really a non-Muslim when I heard the other. Wow. I was in Senegal. Amazing. And I just, I, I was like, what is that? You know, it was like. That's amazing. So for you, the Adhan. And when you, when you, you know, yeah. when you translate the Adhan properly mm. and realize what it means, it, it's just the meaning in itself is just honor. And I felt wow. so proud to be a Muslim and happy. And then when oh, I came back to England, no Adhan, mm. I started inquiring, why don't we have Adhan? Little things like that. And I realized we're not allowed to do that in England or noise pollution, whatever law mm. there is. And I realized that I just feel happier with the Muslims. No, Even no, though no. no one's perfect, the Muslims, everything's halal. I don't have to 100%. worry about asking if it's yeah. halal. 100%. More people are covered. Yeah. The Adhan, Quran. 100%. I don't have to hide around the mm -hmm. corner when I need to pray Asr late yeah. on the side road. Yeah. Yeah. I can just pray it right now and people will join me. Yeah. And I fell in love with yeah. it. And then obviously the evidences from the Quran and the Sunnah started reading more and more. And that was it for me. Sometimes when 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 you and I would be in the car, us and Rashid will be discussing like we can list 20, 30 benefits of being in a Muslim country, man. Yeah, yeah. Just off, just 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 off of the top of our minds. Just yeah. I mean, just being able to be in a place like this and give salams. Yeah. Just being able to give everybody salams, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. in America having that fear. Number one, being black, yeah. and then you're Muslim. That's a double fear. Yeah. My teacher, one of my teachers, he, he said to me, he said, look, and he wasn't even a Muslim. He said, you're black? He said, now you're Muslim. Because I, I was traveling, I remember I was traveling from L.A. to Atlanta mm -hmm. in a car, by car. He said, you need to be careful. Mm -hmm. He said, you're black and you're Muslim. Mm -hmm. These type of things stick in your mind. Now, I'm black. In a Muslim in Gambia, but that fear is not here. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have to think about that. Yes, I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about somebody pulling me over mm -hmm. because of the way I look, because of the way that Allah created me. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Think about how sick that is. Nobody has a choice mm -hmm. to look the way you look. And for how somebody to pull you over for that, I didn't choose yeah. to look like this. How do the locals treat treat you as a foreigner? Because obviously they know you're not. Like, you was not raised here. Right, right, right. So how, how are they with you? I mean, it's, you know, one thing I can say about Gambia, Gambians are very, very open mm. to people. They're very, um, they're very welcoming, welcoming yeah. you know? Yeah. So no matter where you're from, because there's, there's loads of people here that, that are second generation, third generation Muslims. Mm. Third generation that, 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 that are not originally from Gambia, they may be from Lebanon. Maybe from India, Pakistan, mm. they're like second, mm. third generations here. Yeah. So they're very welcoming here. People from Guinea mm. are here. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're still in West Africa, mm. so they can relate a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. But even non-Muslims, even non-Muslims like it here. You see, many, you so see so some white people like, here and so Lebanese. Many, yes, and so it, many yeah. men. When you when you come off the plane, and the plane's full, the moment we land, everyone's laughing and giggling and smiling. And it's that feeling that I'm back. I'm back in Gambia. It's amazing. You can't even explain mm. Gambia. It's like it's like Umar and Hajj, not that level, but you can't explain how good it is until you get it. Mm. Most people like it here, but it's the, it's the it's the love, the, the, the love mm. of the people. Too so, nice. so we've spoke about all the good things. Tell mm. us some of the downfalls, some mm. things you miss, some things that 
you think you know this needs sorting out or this this could like what I, one of the things I mentioned to you the the the, the, the family things regarding the children the areas to play I think this is one, definitely one of the areas that can be improved activities activities yeah, yeah. activities mm. there's a number of things we speak about all the time but I see there's those things that they're not necessarily needs it's something that would benefit the environment more mm. or benefit the people even more so mm. and I feel like Allah has brought the people here mm. to just come and implement those things man mm. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um, mm. Because once upon a time, even like places in the UK and America, those things didn't exist. Yeah. You know, so somebody has to come along and bring things. Um, likewise, you see certain things that are taking that take place in the environment here is not perfect. You know, little what we see here is like what you say is like petty theft. What we would consider petty theft is nothing like. I mean, even when you walk in the police station here, man, it's like. I hear people's slippers like sliding, which makes me feel like they're just so relaxed. <laughs> when you go in a police station in America or UK, the people are very like, they're tense. Mm -hmm. Unless you, you have to go somewhere like in the South to find police officers like that, where they're relaxed, they don't have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, they're bored. Mm -hmm. This is where that whole concept <laughs> of police eating donuts and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, they're bored. Mm -hmm. But police officers in the city, mm -hmm. they're, on, they're on guard. They're on the phones and they're going crazy yeah. inside of the police station. So, do you think this is your final destination for Hydra, or I, do you always have, you know, oh, is there anywhere better? Are you still looking to see what's available around the world, or do you think, you know what, I found my place where I think this is where I want to raise my family? Like, I think this is final, final destination. What do you think? Um, I know it's a big, for me, <laughs> big question. Yeah? No, that's a good question. It's a good question. The, the thing with me, it could be a bad thing. Because not everyone's different. I just love the, I just love all the Muslim lands. I really mm. do. Same man. I love. I think Kuwait. me and you are very similar. I love Saudi. Yeah. I love Kuwait, but I love Gambia. Yeah. And I love Morocco. And I always tell brothers when you make hijra, don't fix yourself too much. Don't try to perfect your hijra. There's no perfect hijra. Come Gambia. Come Morocco, come Egypt. Mm. If you don't find it doesn't suit you or something bad happens there and you need to leave, no problem. Move to the next country down. There's Tanzania right now. There's other places. Many there's places. Ethiopia. Yeah. There's, Many places yeah. there's regions in countries mm -hmm. like North Nigeria, North Ghana. So Gambia is one of my bases for sure. And um, I believe it's um, one of my main bases. I would like to have something in Morocco. Because Morocco is in my heart as well. Um, they're my two places. I just love Muslim Africa, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. I'm a bit very similar to Rashid, you know, in that regard. I literally plan to have Gambia as my base mm. foundation. Because, see, with Gambia, unlike many other places, you can have your own land here. Mm -hmm. You can have mm -hmm. hectares of land. Um, there's certain laws related to it, but if you're married to, to Gambian, then you don't have to worry about that. But I'm, even the, some of those laws, I don't see them being implemented. You know, Allah knows best, but you can have your own land here. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah that's no doubt So you about got a that. base. You have yeah. your own land. You have your base. Mm. You know, so this is the hub. This mm -hmm. is the base. Yeah. And then from there, I wanted to be able to, I, li I love to be in, I have the, my heart is connected to multiple Muslim countries. I love the UAE. Mm. I love Medina is 
since yeah. I've been in Medina, Medina, that's where my my heart is in Medina. Yeah, you understand. Mm -hmm. My heart is in Medina. Um, you know, the the Khalid is good, but like you say, it's it's not. It, it's difficult to own property, it's to get residency, to unless yes. you've got a job yes. there. And then as soon as you get to a certain age, you stop giving your visa. Yes. It's never like home. You know? Some of those places, those, yeah. those places, you gotta have, you gotta have dough. Yeah, you gotta have money. And if you if, if you have the ability, mm -hmm. then you know money. That money gives you options mm -hmm. to be able to be in places like Malaysia. Yeah. Malaysia is another beautiful place. I've always wanted to visit yeah. since Asia back. Yeah. So, but Gambia is definitely my base. Yeah. I was definitely. just talking about that, you know, because I've yeah. been to Malaysia, Indonesia, and uh, currently living in Turkey. Yes. But, you Turkey, know, I want to visit Turkey. Yeah, Turkey is great, yeah. you know. Um, I like East Africa, you know, like Kenya, yes. Uganda, but it's a bit expensive, you know. Yes. So everything has its pros and cons. And, yes, uh, every place. But like you said, you know, it's not the end of the world. It, you might come to a place, it might just not suit you. It's That's not right. for everyone, That's you know. Right. Every right. you know, everyone has their own style. Right. Or, mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't have this utopia mindset. Mm. I don't. I don't have a mind. I don't have this mindset of thinking I'm going to have to go somewhere and it's absolutely perfect because I'm not expecting that. Mm. For me, that perfection is only in gender. Yeah, you yeah. understand. One, one I can of the only find that, in that uh, just to finish off with this one is um, a lot of people ask like is the opportunities to actually do business and earn money from the country itself because some countries you need to be kind of, you need to kind of have an income from outside right it's different you know like, like turkey for instance a lot of people from the west who live there they're working online mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult for them to earn a decent wage in turkey yeah you know yeah. for the level that we we live as westerners we need yeah. you know i mean a lot of people can't go and earn 100 pound or 200 pound a month That's and true. live off, off that it's difficult as a westerner yes, 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 yes. um you know so you know what sort of opportunities are there for business here anything like that opportunity you want to touch on that um, it's, it's endless business job wise they actually like if you come with a degree or paperwork from england or europe you can get a job here a powerful job here but a top mm. wage here is only about a hundred pounds to two hundred pounds a month a month and mm. that's a big wage here but i think this place is about business if you come mm. with a good business mind and you do a good plan you'll be okay yeah tijara is the best way tijara is the, is the best way and uh, there's opportunity you need to have a strong tawakkul yeah. belief you know don't panic if it goes wrong a little bit i tried mm. a taxi thing it worked for like six months then my car broke down mm. then i ran out i didn't have money to fix the car or there wasn't good enough mechanics mm. my van broke down the mechanics weren't that good that's, that's one major problem here the car mechanics you need mm. good mechanics to come here mm. um and then i had a fishing boat and then the storms took the fishing boat spun it in the air and smashed it on the floor oh, so <laughs> a lot but you know some people panic and run off back to mm. europe you just gotta have tawakkul Allah. Allah is gonna Allah's gonna test your hijra for sure, mm. and you just gotta prove to Allah mm. you, you mean hijra, mm. and then He will help you, like He promised in Surah Nisa. Agree. Okay. Yeah. How much should should someone have before thinking of coming? You know, a bit of a bit mm. of cash to you know a bit of uh, savings. You know, a as a question. as a realistic kind of try of hijra at least. That's a good question. You know, so you can't come with one month's worth of money. Come with yourself or come with his family. You know, I mean both really. I mean, I you know. I say one thing I would advise the brothers, inshallah. Allah knows best. Everybody's situation is a bit different. Especially if a person's wife has lived outside 
you know, places that may be similar to Gambia, mm. then he may be able to bring his family with him. But I would say it's always advisable for that brother, if he knows his family, for him to come here and see the place himself first. Yeah. And get an idea. Would you say the same? Yeah. And see, and he would be able to gauge it whether his family would, you know, like it or not. And if he, if so, if he thinks they would like it, maybe acquire a place and try for a year, two years or so, mm -hmm. and see how they see how they, see how they would like it. Mm -hmm. Because if he comes here by himself. Then that's he's putting up less risk in the beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, but a couple of years money in Gambia isn't actually that much, is it? You know, it's, it's not that much. Um, yeah. I don't know how much, but I would say if you're saying the rent was so much. <coughs> I would say two thousand for the rent if you come with a family for a whole year. Yeah. Two thousand, three thousand for food. Oh, oh wait, yeah, about four thousand for food. So that's six thousand total. Then you come with three thousand extra for to buy your land, because once three thousand is the average price for a good little bit of land, a little twenty by twenty. So that's three plus six nine, and then if you you have ten grand English pounds, you can do any good business here. Some people start restaurants here with three thousand, taxi business three thousand, and if Allah blesses you, mm. He blesses you. Mm. But twenty thousand. You're you're good, and if you if you know how to build, you can even build a simple house. Twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, I think so. If 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 you come with a business thing. Oh yeah, to to come here with that. If you do, if you just that's want to coming live. here with. If you come in here with yeah. twenty thousand, I agree with you. Yeah, you come in here with plenty. That's a lot of money. You come in here with a lot of money. Yeah. If you come in with twenty thousand pounds, a lot of money. That's a lot of it's money. Like Thirty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. A millionaire yeah. here is fifteen thousand pounds. So you're a millionaire here, and that's yeah. not many people have that. But, 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 but what's the least someone can come with? You know, a lot of people. Twenty thousand is a lot of money for a lot of people. Yes, yeah. a lot of you dog, know, bro. The least is um, many many of our brothers have done it, yeah. and they've come and stayed with us. One brother came with a hundred pound a month spending money, and he came with his flight money, and you can get a room for a thousand pound for the year. So a thousand for the rent, a thousand for the living for the year and um, yeah just two thousand yeah. like two to three thousand as a minimum bachelor you can scrape through just to see yeah. what's going on and brothers will a look bachelor oh yeah definitely yeah. you can come yeah. in with three grand yeah a couple Easy. grand he can he can come in if he's a bachelor yeah. he can can do it well he came we, as, we, a, as a bachelor yeah inshallah. as a matter of fact and i didn't have i mean i had a had an online business at the time mm -hmm. when i came here and mm -hmm. i was doing um some buying and selling online when I first came here, so it made it a lot easier for me when I initially when I first came. Is there any final comments? Because we're just about to come to Maghrib now. The Adnan is about to go. Any yes. final comments you'd like to mention? I would. I would definitely say the brothers for the brothers. Uh, you know, make du'a and ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to um, open their hearts to the place that's best for them. You know, mm -hmm. and and go out and search. It may not be Gambia. Yeah. It may not be Malaysia. It may not be UAE. Mm -hmm. Who knows? It could be Turkey. Yeah. I would say, um, <coughs> brothers, don't be scared. Try it, try it. Allah um, loves the trial. The Prophet said in a hadith whoever takes one step towards Allah, Allah takes two steps towards him. Mm. At least you want to go on judgment day and say, mm. Allah, look, I tried to live with the believers. Mm. I've done five years here. I've done three years in Saudi and they mm. kicked me out. I've done two years in, in Gambia and, and then I got ill. 
I done one year mm. in Morocco and they kicked me out. Mm. But you just wanna you just try to be with the believers. It will mm. make your Islam easier. One hundred percent. And you 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 have less sins and more good deeds. Mm. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. Subhanallah. Mm. Some nice insight there into Gambia. I'm going to also, I'm planning on doing a Hijra series as well, okay. just kind of giving people an overall, you know, view of Gambia. I'm going to be using this, you know, the what you told me about rent and stuff like that yeah. to yeah. kind of inform the people about what, what Gambia has to offer. So may Allah reward you and accept it. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, inshallah. We'll see you soon. <laughs>